Hello and welcome to Bored and Sassy. I'm Val. And I'm Sam. And we're here to bring you Disney news, discussion, and opinions with a sassy grown-up bent. Today we're going to talk about the new Walt Disney World APs, uh, an upcoming trip, and we're going to address a little bit of feedback from a listener. As we've warned previously, there might be some bird noises in the background of this one because our perennial house guest Uncle Orville, no, Polly the Cockatoo, is still here. So we're just going to have to deal with that if it happens. And apologies in advance if you hear words squeaking or maybe some raptor screams in the background. (laughs) Our first topic for today is... there are new uh, annual passes at Walt Disney World, and they all have stupid names, and they don't include photo pass anymore, and they're all more fucking expensive. <laughs> Yay! Yay, everything's worse. <laughs> they basically, like, the problem is that they're trying the, like, marketing angle of, like, oh, ho, ho, you can customize it now to add photo pass if you want it, and I'm like, yeah, but it used to be included, and now this is more expensive than it used to be with fewer... Okay. Like, it's just it's just shitty. Um, there are two Florida resident options, uh, one of which allows three park reservations at a time, and one al- that allows four, uh, both of which have blockout dates. And yes, you heard that right. Reservations are still a fucking part of this. Reservations are so still a part that they are baked into all of these fucking passes, into their terms, which not to say that if they stopped doing reservations, they couldn't, you know, kick that out again. But if they're at a point where they don't need reservations and they're making you reserve, it fucking sucks. Uh, There's one Florida slash DVC, one that you can do five reservations, still has blockout dates. There is uh, an out of state. So there's one option for out of state. It doesn't have like the non-water park versus water park now. I think it's another thing you can customize onto your pass. Um, It's $12.99 plus tax. You can only have five reservations at a time, but there are no blockout dates. Um, And yeah, no photo pass. Uh, The names are stupid. They're not hierarchical in any fucking way. Uh, They're... (laughs) Pixie Dust, Pirate, Sorcerer, and Pass. I think Pass being the one that we have. And I just kind of hate that. Um, there are renewal prices for current ones. So, like, if we wanted to keep what we have, it'd be $1,104 plus tax plus $99 if we want to keep PhotoPass. Which is, like, it's just aggravating. Yeah, it's <laughs> less for more. It's, well, and, like, the problem with the less for more is also that it's, again, it's, it's proving to us that they're trying to keep the reservations around, which are like my number one most pain in the ass thing that I'm pissed at Disney about right now is reservations, not being able to harp, hop until after 2 p.m. and not being able to go to a, set, a a park you don't have a reservation for after 2 p.m. unless you hit one that you do have a reservation for. Like all of the bureaucratic nonsense is apparently just... We're just stuck with it now. Like, fuck you. If you want to go to Walt Disney World, you have to have a reservation to get into the parks. And if you want to do, like, if you're a Florida resident and you're going to try to go, like, you want to plan a week out. You can't plan a week. You can plan three or four days, depending on your pass level. 
So if you have friends coming down who you want to do a trip with as a Florida resident and not buying like the out of state cost one, if you want to try to match their park reservation days, you can't until they're down there because you can reserve three or four days. And then that first day, you'll have to make another one and hope it's still available. Yeah. Also, like even five at a time seems stupid. Yeah. Like like be, if you have a park reservation, which is maybe why they say five at a time for out of state, because like. Maybe they assume that, uh, sorry, if you have a hotel reservation, then you're going to be able to do more. Like maybe they assume that out of state people are going to have resort hotels, but it does mean that if you're staying off site as an AP, right, you're doing a five day trip and that's it. Right. <laughs> like that's, that's fucking stupid. Yeah. Like it's basically limiting the duration of trips right. if you want an annual Well, and, and again, they're assuming that you can't get another pass so like the assumption is there's going to be availability your whole trip because like right now most of my trip that's upcoming there's still availability for most parks on most days it's just like the high demand like the first it's magic kingdom on the first and epcot on the second and magic kingdom i think still on the second but like most of the trip there's still availability for all of the parks so i think the idea is like we won't really need to shut you out of getting reservations but again at that point then it's like okay then why are they fucking necessary like if if someone can make one the night before how is that going to help you with capacity planning if someone can go make one same day because they're still available you're not getting the capacity planning benefit out of it you might still get you know 75 percent of your attendees are people who didn't have one until who, who had one prior to the day before or the day of but like it's not a capacity planning fix if you can make them same day. What do you do if you have 10,000 people expected to go to Magic Kingdom one day and then day of there's 15,000 available and 15,000 people fucking make them day of? Like, how, does, how has anything been helped by you insisting someone hit a button to get a reservation and then also not be able to park hop? Well, I, I also don't understand, like, what's so... What's the, what's the point of a reservation then? Like, do they do they deny people same day if they're out of capacity? I honestly don't know because that that's the only do. thing that makes sense. Because from from that <laughs> perspective, like if you think about it, back up for a second, back up from the experience that we know and love, um, which frankly came from a, a time of Disney being such such a luxury that it was not like way over capacity for a lot of the time. Um, if we, if we come at it from the perspective of now in the modern age where they can hike up ticket prices and still sell out constantly um, and with, you know, four fucking gates, um, they do kind of have this problem of wanting to preserve one ticket for all gates, but knowing that the demand for those four gates is very different, right? Mm-hmm. So from that perspective, like logistically, it makes sense to have someone who wants to go to Hollywood Studios to go to Galaxy's Edge every single day, not book a trip, and then find that only three days out of their week and a half stay can they actually start their day there. Um, Because, like, from that perspective, from a managing expectations perspective, it does make sense, especially now that there is a second park that is truly as much of a destination as Magic Kingdom. Because, 
you know, as much as people love Epcot, it was kind of the like, oh, let's go get drunk and eat good food kind of park experience. It was never quite the same, uh, at least my impression, quite the same, like absolutely 100% like I will die if I don't get to go to Magic Kingdom <laughs> yeah, type yeah, experience. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's a real problem that is just being solved in a way that feels shitty is yeah. part of the problem. Because if they gave us twice as many reservations for all of these, I think I would have less of a problem of it. Right. If for any reasonable length of trip, which of course for me is longer than than for people with less money, and mm-hmm. I acknowledge that privilege. But if they if said you say we could you... have eight reservations or ten reservations right. at a time, I'd be like, okay, no problem, if because I'm never going to need AP, more than that. Then you are probably going to be in a. I mean, you not probably not necessarily, but if you can pay for an AP, then you might be the type of person who's likely to take a longer trip anyway. And again. Maybe part of it is that they're forcing you to stay on site if you do want to do that, because yep. then you can make park reservations for every day of your hotel. Oh, and yeah. Um, you so you do have to have, you have to have a park reservation, even if there's still capacity. I do believe you can make same day ones because I think I've seen people do that. But yeah, even if their park is not at capacity, you have to get a reservation before you head there from your resort. Right. Which is fucking foolish. Right. It's just foolish. If I want to go to a park at three in the afternoon, if I don't want to leave my room until fucking three o'clock, I still have to have a reservation. And I have to have a reservation for the park I actually want to go to. Because right now, the biggest issue for me and the biggest issue that remains and the biggest reason that I'm pissed off at any increase on annual passes is I can't fucking park hop effectively. Like. Right. This whole thing where I can only park up after two. Now, granted, I don't leave the room usually that early in the day anyway, but it takes away a lot of flexibility because if I thought I wanted to go to Hollywood Studios, so that's where I made my reservation for, and then I didn't get around to leaving my room until 1.30 p.m. and I wouldn't hit a park till two o'clock, I still have to go to Hollywood Studios even if I had ambitiously made fast passes. Well, (laughs) made fast passes. You can't do that anymore. But if I had ambitiously made fast passes for the morning, I would, and and knew that I didn't want to go to Hollywood studios anymore. I would still have to go there first before I went to magic kingdom or animal kingdom or, or anywhere else. Um, because, and that's the biggest, honestly, the biggest issue for me right now is I'm paying for a pass that lets me do whatever the fuck I want, whenever the fuck I want. I can hop between parks. I can do whatever. I can have all this flexibility. If my body's being an asshole, it doesn't matter. I can change things to different days. No, it does fucking matter now because there's nothing, there's no ability to be flexible with this shit. Well, and also, like, I remember really clearly from, like, our our second or third trip, um, we managed to have some really magical fucking efficient days mm-hmm. where we hit three or four parks yep. in one day to go to specific things that we had planned. Yes. Yep. Like, um, actually, I think it was the first the first year, especially that we did dining reservations. Oh, I really yeah. noticed that yep. because. I would just book dining reservations and we'd be like, okay, we can have our fast passes in one park, but go over here for lunch. Yep. And then, and then, you know, that'll be and then fine. And go a third place if you um, wanted. And it, I think before we even did that, that reservation, I do remember really vividly that we like made it to Hollywood studios, got everything that we wanted to get done, like went to Epcot 
and then like finished the night at Magic Kingdom. And in that one day, we did like 80% of the must do things yeah. on that yeah. trip. And you can't fucking do that if you can't park hop till 2 p.m. Right, right. And so that that is gone. Um, I am... I'm both from the, like, I can't turn my engineering brain off. So, of course, I'm thinking about, like, what's what's the goal here? Why are they pissing right. people off? And my brain says two things. Um, one that you've pointed out multiple times, which is people are going to feel the need to book longer trips in order to make sure that they have dedicated days for each park mm -hmm. um, so that they can guarantee it. Um, staying on property is definitely a part of it if yep. that comes with reservations. The other thing that I've been thinking about a lot as a result of this um, is especially with multiple parks with high uh, attendance rates, basically um, the, the buses, like the transportation yeah. is kind of getting fucked. So disincentivizing park hopping greatly reduces the amount yep. of busing that they need to support. Ugh. And so it is a cost and infrastructure and logistics saving effort. Yep. Um, that makes sense, but feels shitty. It reduces the experience and attempts to get more money out of the same consumers. Yeah. Um, which is also, um, the other reason that that's important. The reason that longer stays are important is, um, and I've, we've seen this theme over and over again, is there is limited capacity in these parks. Um, especially during the pandemic, more than ever, it yeah. mattered to squeeze as much money out of every consumer as possible that can fit into the parks. And so that's why we're seeing every price going up more than average, mm -hmm. more than the regular increases, because they know they can and still fill the parks. Yep. And so if they can also make people have longer stays, then what that means is they can raise prices even more for your base ticket level. Yep. Because you, like, obviously, every time you raise prices, you make your pool of potential consumers smaller mm -hmm. because fewer people can afford it. You price a bunch of people out each time. So as you price people out, you also need to make it more and more incentivized to stay longer so that then they still fill their hotels and their parks to capacity. Yeah. And so it's, like, from a very cynical, mm -hmm. like, kind of marketing and engineering perspective... Like it all fucking makes sense, but it it's it feels gross and money grubby. Yeah, and I I don't like the implications of that because it does imply um, that I mean, how many keys are there, Val? Four. Four keys. Actually, there are five keys, and the first one is fucking money grubbing. Yeah. And that's the yeah. problem is that that's the direction that we're headed is that the four others will all come behind that if. Mm -hmm if the focus is on how to make this as profitable as possible and soon it's going to feel like your backyard shitty six flags and I just yeah. won't give a shit. It's just, it's just awful. And like, it's so it's also manifesting the, as, or another way, I guess that they're probably that, that their people are going to feel that they need more park days anyway and longer trips is that the fucking park hours are shot, too. Oh, yeah. On the 1st of October, a.k.a. the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World, the 50th anniversary of the day the fucking gates opened in the Magic Kingdom, they, they close at 10 o'clock. The Magic Kingdom closes at 10 o'clock. 
on the first, which is a Friday. Like, it's not like it's a weeknight. There must be like an employee party or something. Like, come Friday on. the like, first, I mean, maybe, but like Saturday the second. Magic Kingdom and Epcot open till 10 o'clock. I think, I think 10 o'clock is the latest that any park is open while I'm there. And now part of that is Magic Kingdom does have parties going on into the evening um, because Boobash, of course, is sold the fuck out. There are no tickets left. I mean, a friend of ours is down there right now and um, managed to get same day tickets for Boobash. But if you go online, all of the tickets are sold out. Um, so that's part of why MK isn't staying as late. But like Epcot's latest being 10 o'clock is... We used to be in the parks until 11 o'clock midnight like pretty frequently without after hours, like at least 11 o'clock. We used to park hop after Fantasmic every single time. That's true. We used to go to Magic Kingdom basically as our default there if it happened to be a later hours day. Yeah, and yeah. And often was. You can't, there's just, it's, it, they're, they're making it so that it is increasingly less you're less able to do long days and it's again it's not like they're opening at 6 a.m they're just deciding to be open earlier like no they're opening the same times that they always did and they are you know letting you in a half an hour early if you're a resort guest also i should say all of my assumptions that you get more reservations with a resort uh, resort are right. assumptions they're assumptions we don't I'm, know i'm yet. assuming that because that's how it has tended to work uh in general like i think there was a limit with ap's during the pandemic yeah. And that so would make I sense. think it overrode it, but like it's all just assumptions, but um but it is it, it's like they're trying to drive you to stay on site to stay for longer because you're going to have to to get everything you want to do done because most of the parks aren't fucking open for I mean it's they're just they're not they're open for really short periods of time in terms of of getting stuff done that you actually would want to get done. Also, so. it's just let us pay more for actual park hopper. Like I know, right. I know that that's like the, the bougie privilege perspective here. <laughs> no, but truly. like rather than just taking it away from the current meaning of park hopper, right. like like just make it chargeable. Like make an upcharge. Like I don't give a shit. Right. I can. I'm happy to pay for an AP and then still pay an upcharge. For a park hopping pass for every single day yeah. that I want to park The only way that hop. you can park hop the way that you used to be able to park hop is by getting a VIP tour where you can yep. go to any park at any yep. time that you feel like going. It just, it's, this was just, the AP redo was another fucking pylon to all the news lately, which has just been, for the 50th anniversary, we're giving you lower levels of service for a higher cost. More than usual. More rapid fire than we usually get those changes, which is what's so disappointing is it's like, it's been constant. Here's another shitty thing we're doing. Here's another shitty thing we're doing. Like, I still maintain that parts of Genie Plus are probably a good thing. But yep. even if I think that Fast Pass was bad, the optics are still Fast Pass was free. Now Fast Pass is paid. Pay to win. So like, yep. yeah. So... It's ju we're just in this rapid fire news cycle where I feel like past anniversaries and stuff. I feel like there was, wasn't there that like there was a year of a million dreams or whatever. It just feels like there was a time when an anniversary was, oh my gosh, look at all these exciting new benefits that we're doing and all these fun things and promotions and free trips you can win and whatever. And now it's literally just like, hey, for the 50th anniversary, fuck you, fuck your family, fuck your trip, fuck everything you like about this place. Like, 
it's not, it's just not the kind of 50th celebration that I was hoping for. And I get that we've had a pandemic, are still in a pandemic. I get that that changes the financials, but this pandemic was an excuse. If I was a conspiracy theorist, I would say that Disney created this pandemic specifically. Like it wasn't, <laughs> everyone's like, oh, it came from the Chinese government. Now, Walt Disney World did it so that yep. they could justify all these shitty changes. I do think the pandemic is being used as justification for a lot of things yep. that are making for a shittier guest experience um, at, at the same time as the 50th. And it's yeah. just, and they keep trying to, market it that it's better like oh genie plus will plan your day for you or even regular genie will plan your day for you like no it fucking won't it's not gonna work um but and 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 again you can customize your annual pass now like they're doing all the marketing speak of trying to make it seem like all of these negative to neutral changes are good and there's nothing like what have we heard recently that's actually exciting I mean... Again, I do think FastPass being gone might be slightly exciting. Yeah, I, I, that's the only thing that I can see as Rise not as having boarding groups. Yeah, Rise not whatever. having boarding groups. I mean, and that's, and that's just a like, like initial a marginally, demand thing. Right. right. It's um, not even really that exciting. That was always going to happen because right. there was no reason... Boarding groups... Boarding groups. Boarding groups. <laughs> <laughs> no, no like, that's a different route. But it was. They were um, always intended the, to be Yeah, they were always going to go away because it was only because it's of high like demand. It's just like there's nothing... So, fun or new, like, oh, there are golden statues. And like, like, yes, there are some things on the horizon that are exciting, but I don't have faith that they're not going to be fucking ruined somehow. Like, well, I'm excited about new attractions, cut. like Rat Patootie. Rat Patootie. Um, but like a lot of, a lot well, of the like, other ones we were looking like, forward to got cut. What about the, the Star Wars LARP hotel? Like, yeah, but, you know. it, but again, you look at the way they price that. And I know. It's like, holy fucking shit. And so. two, because we're in Chapic world. I mean, I know he's full CEO now, so we're in tomorrow world. But if 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 leadership style is flowing down, which it seems to be, that's going to get... It's not going to be as cool as we think it's going to be. Right. I'm very worried right. about that. So, like, again, theoretically cool. But oh, I guess Space 220 opened. That's kind of cool, except yeah. I'm not fucking eating indoors on this trip. So, um, yeah. But for the future. But it is. You know. like it's there. It just doesn't feel like there have been that many new, exciting, oh, my God, it's the 50th. This is so great. And, like... Maybe it's because we heard those fun things getting rolled out. The news of them happened, obviously, prior to them happening. But all of the shitty news around this time is just so disheartening. It's so disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. And and I do find myself sort of in a in a constant state of being on my guard for the next shitty thing. Right. That's like gonna gonna go away. And at right. this point, like I feel lucky because right now it's like they're making this a pain in the ass. They're changing the experience in a bunch of ways, but they haven't gone. And I'm not even going to name names for fear of jinxing it, but they haven't gone and closed like beloved rides or anything yeah. that I really care about. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the electric umbrella has gone though, right? Yes. Um, so I mean, Rip. and, and uh, club cool. So, Club Cool is reopened, so oh, it, it has is, okay. Yeah, they okay. did reopen it. So we can get it. our Beverly fix, right? It's the yeah. the floors. I'm sure are not going to be as sticky, which is really disappointing. Oh, but yes. they didn't bring the old floors. <laughs> just reset, <laughs> or just like start spilling soda immediately. I mean, I'm sure kids already have, but yeah, it's 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 just interesting, and we'll see how it shakes out.
speaking of the 50th anniversary, ha ha ha, I'm going to Walt Disney World this week. Yay. Yay. It's like, I don't know. It's going to be fucking weird. It's, I, as of today, actually, Orange County, Florida has a lower number of COVID-19 cases per 100,000 than our county that we live in in Massachusetts. Yeah. Granted, it's not really, it's probably not our part of our county. Our county includes like the whole, if you're looking at Massachusetts on a map, the non-rectangle part that's the east that has like Boston and the Cape and stuff, the Cape, go up from the Cape and split that bottom southeastern portion into two halves. We are one of those halves. And so it includes like a, a southern area that has some probably less vaccinated um, places in it. But still weird to go to be like, ah, as of today, technically Orange County, Florida has fewer cases than we do. Like not numbers wise, but per, yeah. like a, yeah. a lower rate than we do. Um, I am really, I am of so many minds about this trip because Sam is not going yet again. Yep. Because... Uh, of the, just the fact that it's still going to be anxiety inducing to be around right. that many people. And I will say that friend who's down there right now said that it's been a fucking horror show because no one's wearing masks. Like yep. no one is wearing masks outside. So, yeah. Um, which I mean, I'm in a position where like, I feel like I could probably do the trip safely. Um, and that's part of why I'm not like yelling fun. and screaming yeah. for, for Val not to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I know that I would be too anxious to really yep. enjoy it. Um, and, and there is some risk that I would end up just kind of hunkered down in the hotel room. Yeah. Not having really fun. miserable. So, um, and yeah, and so it's, yeah, nobody it's wants just that. me, but there are a bunch of people going from, um, a Disney discord server that we are part of. So that's exciting because at least there are friends around. Like last time, basically it was, I'm alone for seven days or something. Um, and met up with friends a couple of times uh, and like, I don't think ever for park stuff once was yeah. Disney Springs. And once was, I hung out with my other friend a couple times, like in a, in my hotel room. Um, and so like there, it's exciting because at least I will probably not be as lonely as I was yeah. the last time. It's going to be weird because most of them tend more to be morning people than I am. Um, so I may miss them or not catch them until they've hopped somewhere. Um, but it's still, I'm glad that that's. A part of it, I'm going to try to make, I mean, like literally as long as I don't have a panic attack from the crowds, I will be at the final happily ever after on the 29th or 30th, whichever. I think it's the 29th. Um, I will also, barring panic attacks from the crowds, be there for the first showing of enchantment to the public on the 1st because I do have a Magic Kingdom reservation on the 1st. I intend to try to see Harmonious. There's something at Hollywood Studios that I think is just the... A wonderful world of animation. I think it's just a projection show that I've already seen, but I might catch that still dying that Fantasmic doesn't exist. Um, Ratatouille could be exciting. Uh, I am doing a VIP tour. So <laughs> when I sold my house, um, I was like, one of the silly frivolous things I'm going to plan to do with this is some of this money is get a VIP tour. I wanted to do it on the first. I called Walt Disney World. They said, you can book 60 days out. They meant from start of your trip, which I did not realize. 
Um, and so I called 60 days out for the first and they were of course all gone. They allegedly have a waiting list, but I doubt it. Um, and the only one that they could do was the fifth, which is after most of our friends are gone. So, um, I'll hopefully have some, the, like some friends popping in for parts of that. Um, but I am doing a VIP tour. I was excited to just even get to, even if it was just me and Sam, but Womp womp. Um, womp womp. But we'll see how it goes. I'm excited to like see how it is because like you get to go backstage and stuff if you're going between the parks. Like they drive you in backstage. So, um, and I'll get to do Rise that way because Rise is included. I swear to God, if they fucking change that, I will punch the sun um, because I'm paying a lot of money for not to be able to do that ride. Um, yeah. So that, that'll be interesting. Um, and I am, the other thing I'm really interested to see is how weights are because weights are bonkers low right now. Like rise has been below an hour, like by far a number of times in the last week. And I think my hypothesis on that is that it's because anyone who would normally go at this time of year is waiting to go for the 50th. And so crowds are, I mean, schools started up and blah, 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 but we know there's no real slow season anymore. Um, so that shouldn't really explain it. I do think it's that most people who are going to go are waiting until they're going to be there for the first, but we'll see because if the num- if the weights hold up how they are right now with no fast pass, like it might actually be pretty good, but I do have a feeling I'm going to need deaths more, more often. Um, so yeah, I'll be, I'll be there the tw- in parks, the 29th through the 5th. So because I was going to be in parks starting on the 28th, but JetBlue moved my fucking flight to not get there till eight o'clock. And so of course, any other time that might've meant I could still go to parks, but no hours are bullshit and short. So I can't fucking go to do anything once I get there that night. By the time I get there from DME, it'll probably be like every park is closed o'clock. So womp womp. Yep. But we'll see how it is, and I'll do a trip report when I get back, assuming I don't die. Well. I don't like traveling by myself, and it makes me scared that my plane's going to crash. So <laughs> I just have to get that in there. Let yeah, it be known that I gotta... predicted my own death if I do die. Yeah, sure. Thanks. That'll, that'll be a great comfort. <laughs> Not for you, but like for me and my eternal people who I remember see. me. Yeah. I'll be like yeah. Nostradamus, but I only predicted one fucking thing, and it was my own death, and it was like... Not very smart. Yeah, no. Let's let's not do that. I'm not planning let's on not it. <laughs> how how about no universe? Yeah. How about no? Please, thanks. So we got some feedback from uh, a friend, Jack, from the. Disney Discord we were talking about previously that I totally forgot to put in the last episode show notes. Um, he wrote in, hi guys, loving the show. In episode 14, you commented on all the male ray- rays <clears throat> are singing. Isn't Nemo fucked up as in the wild, there are usually one female, one dom male and four sub males. This is, I believe in the clownfish, not in the rays, obviously. When the female dies, the dominant male becomes a female and the sub-male would become a male. So in Finding Nemo, his dad would become his mom and Nemo would be reproducing with his dad, who is now his mom. Wanted your opinion. Thanks, <laughs> Jack from Yorkshire. P.S. Please do more shows. 
We're trying. We're Jack. trying. We're trying. Thanks. <laughs> we really insisted after the last one, like we're gonna get on a regular schedule again, and here it yeah. is a fucking month later. Yeah, we've, I don't. We've moved the calendar event every day yep, for, for like, like two weeks. Yep. Um, I don't have an opinion. I would say on weird clownfish sex, but it is funny that Disney just kind of does whatever the fuck it wants. With oh yeah, like. What's nature? Oh, we made this beautiful film about nature. And like, I'm sure they did all this research about the different like kinds of fucking fish that live on reefs and the designs are relatively good and whatever. But then they're just like, oh yeah, here's a tiny detail. Clownfish change gender. (laughs) Also, like, I don't know, for instance, if like do sea turtles stay in family groups? Like, how does that work? Right, um, like right. there's so many things like that. Right, and there's speaking of animals, there's a raptor yeah. screech in the background. Yep. So if you Sorry, hear that, raptor, it is it is Uncle Orville. Yep. Um. Yeah, there's so many things like that that it seems like they want to get at least the visual design of things to be moderately accurate, and then they Pixarify it. They make right, the yeah. you know they make it cute. Yep. Um. But then. Then it's just like, okay, we need to make a narrative that that works for our audience here and lets us tell a story, which, uh, you know, I'm fine with because, uh, frankly, it would be so alien to try and right. accurately, right. you know, accurately try and incorporate all of that, you know. It is a good but call out. It's Yeah, it's a great call out. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, sorry, that's not how clownfish work yeah. picks are. Um. We also got uh, from Jack a pretty personal story about a security issue from 2019, so I edited it down. But the gist of it is that Jack's partner um, has an implanted pacemaker in her spine and told security that they could not wand her because it could potentially like cause issues with it. And they ended up actually wanding her anyway. Uh, and she ended up in all this pain and like could hardly stay in the park and I think actually did have to leave and... Um, it sounds like on the way, it sounds like after the trip, Jack had managed to get in touch with Disney and kind of got them to commit to um, educating their security people on the existence of pacemakers and how you can't fucking magnetic wand them and can't send people through scanners. Um, and uh, this was in relation to like our guns and security talk right, and stuff. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, that's such an important one too, because it's, you know, it's not limited to to just pacemakers. There are all kinds of things like that. Yeah. And frankly, it, technology implants, medical implants, are yeah. going to be more and more common. Like the, I mean, for all we know, there are issues. You could get issues from the like Inspire, like the sleep oh, yeah. apnea. Like <laughs> I don't know how that works, but no, I, I know I that there are all kinds inspire. of things like that. It's becoming a more and more common and viable approach to yeah. long term. Uh, medical uh, treatment of, of certain conditions. Um, and and yeah, they, they got to get this right. Yeah. They really got to get And I don't know right. how the Evolve scanners work and if that would be better than a wand or a traditional metal detector scanner thing. But those were cool. So I hope yeah. that they're better. But yeah, I hope that's I hope yeah. that, I hope that's part of the incentive of doing right, something like that. Right, is is so it that it's safer, safer for everyone. Yeah. 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 I well, don't know if Jack is going to hear this because I know Jack was pretty sad about not being able to come on the 50th trip. I think they had a month plan to do all the different Orlando parks. And unfortunately, Jack being in the UK is not able to come here right now. So right. Um, oh, I'm sorry, Jack, stinks. if you hear this like ages from now, uh, because 
because you, I know you've sort of took a little bit of distance from Disney stuff. If you are listening, um, then I hope that you're able to get here sooner rather than later. Um, and just in general, the pandemic ends. And um, and I appreciate you sharing that story because it is a pretty fucked up thing that security did. And it's good to know that you got them to sort of commit to like fixing it. So, yep. Yeah. It's time for the Silly Shit and Disney Films Corner! For today's topic, I need someone to explain to me, and you're already fucking smirking, so I know you're going to. How the fuck did Hard Scrabble fit through doors when she worked as a scarer? Hard Scrabble, if you don't remember, is the Dean. In dean principal? What are they in college? No, she was a dean. Who was like a giant fucking centipede butt, monster top, big winged, like probably 12 foot long monster. Who had a career as a scarer, which means she had to fit through normal human sized fucking closet doors. How? 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 I hate you. I hate that I can like, I know this is your shtick at this point. I get, I know, but it still makes me so mad every time. So I don't have a theory. I have um, an explanation. Yeah. Well, I, I, <laughs> I was thinking about this one and I, I think, so there's something cool here. Um, she's big. She's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of what's going on here that makes her seem fucking huge is the way that they shoot her. Um, that's true. there are very few scenes where you looking at her at her own height at her own eye level the only scene in monsters university that does that that i remember is one where she is eye to eye with sully yes um, so when she's up not not you know like centaur uh yeah. rearing basically yeah um, because she is like a centipede centaur yes. monster centaur basically yes um She's only a hair taller than Sully, um, and he's Who probably taller if he actually stands up. And, he's and he and yeah. he has to hunch through doors. But in in some ways, I wonder if it might be easier for her to get through because she has all of the weight of her back centipede legs, True. so she can lean forward and just walk through. Whereas yeah. he has to hunch. True. Now the hard part is um, regulations require that you shut that door behind you. You cannot scare. With that door oh, open. Oh, yeah. Because that's how you end up with children. 2319. 2319s. Everywhere. everywhere. Um, so she must have really gotten good at creeping in there, like, low. And then getting her whole, like, butt circled around the bed, basically. And then lifting lifting her, her upper body up, basically, or something yeah. to scare. Um, that's the only yeah. thing I can figure. Yeah. But, yeah, I think a lot of the reason that she seems larger than life is because they shot her... From a camera at Mike's height. Yeah, um, that's true. And she does also rear a lot. Like she mentioning does. the rearing. She does. she does a lot of the like drawing herself up to look as tall as possible. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I in in it's interesting because I, I did go back and look at it after I saw this show note some. Um and 
that camera angle is something that I think is really cool because I didn't notice it until yeah. I went to look for it. Yeah. And it had I such a profound either. effect of making her seem big and scary while still fitting within the yeah. constraints of her necessary physical size yeah. to make sense as a character. I didn't notice that either. That's actually kind of cool. That's Super a cool. cool shit in Disney Films Corner. Well, and I love, I love, um, I, I, I feel like it's not quite cinematography, but it is. It's not cinematography right. because they're not shooting real shots, so it's not right. about your camera work. But there's still someone doing camera work yeah. in the animation suite yeah. um, or yeah. in their rendering suite or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it's actually probably really cool to do cinematography in that environment because you have so many more possibilities that are not constrained by what you can logistically do with your your cameras and your dollies and yeah. whatever your your other there are a thousand names for equipment that I don't know because I'm not that big of a cinema nerd so deal with it <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like like one of our 10 listeners is going to be like well you see there's the you know the Caspian Doom arm that we use for... Are you insulting one of our 10 <laughs> listeners like we can afford to lose You any? know who you are. Well, folks, that's been our show. Thanks for listening, as always. Uh, as a reminder, if you have questions you'd like us to address, if you have feedback, um, you can hit us up on Twitter at Board and Sassy. You can email boardandsassy at gmail.com. You can also go to boardandsassy.com and click uh, the contact link, and there's a contact form there which will email us. Um, so Feel free to let us know if you have any feedback, questions, if you want to further discuss any of these topics, because feedback makes a show fun. Uh, and we will definitely be back with a trip report, as long as I don't die, uh, after I get back from the 50th trip. Um, and we'll see you then. Thanks again for listening. Bye. Bye. In a world where Val doesn't like it when I do movie voice. In a world where there's a cockatoo downstairs that just went. <laughs> Take another minute for what? No. So we can think about shitty Chris Pratt Fucking as Mario. Chris Pratt.